You are listening to episode 46 of the Tennis Files podcast with special guest Jeff Greenwald. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey everybody, this is Mirban from Tennis Files and I'm here with Jeff Greenwald, who is an internationally recognized sports psychology consultant and licensed therapist. Uh, he's also written a, a fantastic uh, book, and uh, courses as well. I believe he he's authored the best tennis of your life, and he also um, reached the number one ITF ranking in the world in the U.S. in the men's 35 age division. Um, he's a two-time ITF senior world champion. Uh, he's a winner of seven national titles, and I believe you recently celebrated your 50th birthday. Is that right, Jeff? That is correct. Nice. Congrats on that. Um, so yeah, very accomplished player as well as a uh, you know noted expert in in the field of uh, you know the mental side of tennis. So I just want to start off, Jeff, by asking you how you got to where you are today in your tennis career. Wow, big question. Well, I, you know, um, I started uh, at the Nick Bolateri Tennis Academy, and uh, I was 13 years old, and I told my father that I wanted to be a pro tennis player. So. Three weeks later, I was on an airplane headed down to Balateri's to live in a motel with 60 other kids from around the world and spent six months there and did it another year and a half. Uh, but uh, Balateri's definitely started me off. Hmm. Wow. And so, you know, with Balateri, um, you know, what, what do you think you learned uh, from there that most furthered your career in the sport? You know, I, I think uh, the competitive environment was one that certainly propelled me, inspired me to want to want to get better. And, and there were so many good players down there that you couldn't help but but get better, get me- mentally tough, match tough. Uh, you're fighting it out on the back courts and trying to move up and. Uh, and so I think the the environment was uh, really helpful because you're, of course, you have three, four hours a day of tennis set up for you. And um, so it was, uh, it definitely inspired me to play more, work hard, and continue to try to get better. So competitive environment definitely helps a lot. All right. And obviously, Jeff, your forte is in the uh, mental aspect of tennis. And so... You know, regarding your pro career, um, what was uh, what, what would you say was the most difficult moment um, as a professional tennis player that that really pushed you mentally and forced you to, you know, cope with it? Um, yeah, what, what what moment was that? Mm, there were a lot of moments, really, um, and I think it was a continual. Uh, frustration and awareness that I was better than what I was uh, demonstrating in matches. And 
Um, I, I was a perfectionist. I didn't like to make mistakes, which in tennis is not a great, it's not a, it's not a big help. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly being obsessive or, um, really wanting to, um, work on things was, was helpful. But, um, I would say that there was a frustration in, in not seeing my best tennis come out consistently enough. So I, I continue to, to look at this part of the game. And I guess the one match, if I think about it, that really turned me was um, playing UCLA when I was in my senior year at UC Santa Barbara, playing against the number one player at the time in the country. Um, and uh, I was up a set and four one against this guy and I, and I lost six, two in the third. And there was just a, moving going ahead of my mind going into the future thinking about the consequences of beating the number one player and it would have put me into the ncaa at the time and um the the experience of of playing so well and then having it all disappear without knowing how to handle that without knowing what to do really bothered me and it continued to um to to um, yeah, propel me to look closer at this part of the game and see if I could um, improve that and help others as well. Oh, well, speaking of which, our previous guest, uh, Clay Thompson, uh, played for UC Lane. He's a current player on the Challenger circuit mainly. But, um, you know, that that's obviously a really tough moment, one that a lot of players deal with. And so if you were able to today, with all the experience that you've you've gained and the knowledge you've gained in this area, if you could go back and talk to yourself at that moment at a 4-1 in the second up, what would you advise yourself to do? Well, the big shift, um, you know, really is um, what I've come to appreciate is, is the, you know, we all, we, everybody gets tight. Everybody gets a little anxious at times, um, including the best in the world that you, you maybe want to play it a little safer or, um, or you have too much adrenaline and these are, moments we all deal with and um at the time that feeling that experience as soon as i felt the adrenaline as soon as i felt tighter and and, and was playing tenderly i did not know that i had a choice i didn't know that i could shift my mindset let thoughts go um be able to embrace the adrenaline channel the energy still go for my shots and even though I was tied and, and I just had no way of dealing with it. So I think um, the biggest thing that uh, I, I try to help players understand and really embrace is that they have a choice. They have a choice when, when um, your body or your mind don't respond in any moment. So to accept what's happening, to accept what is, and then be able to um, regroup and reset and come back and, um, double down on, on being aggressive, being loose and so forth. So, um, the, the idea that you have a choice and, um, many, many players of course can get anxious that they're anxious and, and it can be a vicious cycle and, and spiral into, um, a lot of poor performances and frustration. So we have a choice and that's the one gift we have as humans. So, yeah, great point there, um, Jeff. And I recently talked with um, <clears throat> Neil Endicott, who is also kind of in this space where uh, helping players um, develop their mental strength. And he <clears throat> uh, mentioned that 
Um, you know, it, you can't just kind of turn this on like at a whim. You need to develop your mental uh, abilities to uh, and fortitude, like um, just like you were working out. And so, what types of things can we do to strengthen our our mental abilities in, in these tough situations? Well, I think uh, you know one of the, and I think Neil, I believe, uh, works in this way, or one of his approaches is, is mindfulness. Mindfulness is a very big is a hot topic in all um, parts of in business and sports. And so mindfulness is one really helpful way to become present, to be aware of what's happening, to not judge what you're doing. And, um, and so I, I do try to help players move from thought, thinking, analyzing, judging, projecting into the future and help them, become more in tune with their body, become more into sensation. And and so feeling the grip on the racket, feeling your feet on the ground, being able to drop more into your body. As, as you learn in yoga, yoga can be very helpful for athletes. Certainly many athletes talk about meditation and there's all different types of, of meditations. And uh, so the uh, experience of be, becoming more present, be, you know, coming back to the moment and doing that. And often we have to do it over and over and we can do this off the court. Um, so when you're on the court, it's not so foreign or you're not just doing it when you're in trouble, but that you train yourself to come back to the present and, um, and, and again, being more in sensation than thought and, and analyzing, which is what the brain does naturally. We tend to analyze and 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 um, try to predict what will happen, win or lose, and so it's it's that training of of refocusing, which is often even more important than than you know focusing. We all need to focus, but we all also lose our focus, but not getting too disturbed when our mind you know goes to the finish line, and we can practice that uh, you know throughout the day and through. So of course, deep breathing can help and. Uh, but again, being present in your body is a really great way to train this. That's fantastic stuff, Jeff. Really appreciate that. And so when we're on the court playing, <clears throat> I mean, you just mentioned breathing as well, but what other perhaps maybe routines that we can integrate or, or, or habits or things to do before and after points would you specifically advise our audience to do that would be helpful? Um, um. You know, the way I look at it is that you have, technically we have 25 seconds between points. And if what I do is I try to help replace people's software with 12 seconds of, of things that they can focus on. If, if you can focus your mind uh, on, on productive things for about 12 seconds, you're, you're going to be in a position to play the next point. And it's that time, of course, as you're mentioning that, um, our mind can wander. Uh, we get distracted, particularly with the score. And, and so coming back to um, the, you know, feeling your feet on the ground between points, as I mentioned, this being in your body and centering your mind, using a deep breath and centering your mind in your core. And I take, I take players through very specific routine in that regard. And, um, and before the return, before the serve, there's things they can do. Um, in terms of their focus, narrowing their focus. So the the key point with the routines, and I do feel like it needs to be somewhat customized um, 
So I don't want to just give a, a blank, you know, do this. Um, but moving on from the last point, um, and, and my friend Jim Lear um, helped, you know, teach people the idea of transferring the racket to the non-dominant hand, and that can be helpful for many. Some people don't want to be too structured, but um, so it, again, it's very personal, but um, you really want to be focusing on the right thing. So before returning, for example, you don't want to be um, thinking about strategy or questioning what you're going to do with the ball when the server's up to the line tossing it up. You really need to be focused on the ball at that point. Mm -hmm. You need to have done your, you know, whether it's centering your mind, um, picturing where you want to hit the ball, maybe a cue where there's a number of things that are available for you based on your personality, based on your tendencies. So, um, but you do need to be able to shift your focus from a very broad focus to a narrow focus before the point. And that goes through a, a very specific process based on your, again, your focusing strengths uh, and weaknesses in that regard, which is what I assess, of course, when I meet with players. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. That's great stuff, Jeff. And so moving on to kind of off the court or maybe immediate reactions after a match, um, how do you advise um, players to react um, when they've had a series of losses? Because obviously this can turn into, you know, maybe a make or break point at some at some point, I guess. So what would you tell them to how would you tell them to think or uh, take next steps when they are, are going through like a, a losing streak that's tough for them? So I think, well, you know, the way I look at a lot of this stuff is, is, is an opportunity. So if you're having trouble, you're losing matches to, to, you have to get good at look, finding and seeing the themes that are going on. You know, are you, are you playing too tentatively? Are you too scared to make mistakes and really not committing to your shots? Are you going onto the court with too many, too many things you want to do? Are you focused too much on winning and losing, which is of course, uh, the big elephant in the room for most people. That's what, you know, the brain likes to anticipate the future and it doesn't like uncertainty. So um, it's really t- identifying what is it that's happening for you? Are you are you thinking too much about technique, tactic, doubting your shots? Um, do you do you have, um, you know, not really a clear sense of tactic? So, so, assessing your game is really important so a slump you really don't want to think of it as a slump or 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 obviously thinking negatively about yourself and you really need to get productive mentally and what is it and take a look at what is working and what's not and and i think be more aware of, of how tight are you when you're hitting the ball very important are you you know i i talk about looseness and a loose style how um How's your focus? I mean, are you are you focused on other people? Again, the winning and losing, and and how's your intensity? I have three dials that I teach: focus, loose, and intensity. So I help players really identify where they need to shift their state, how they feel, so they can start to you know choose specific 
uh, goals and strategies to to start to um, play the way they often can in practice. So again, awareness is critical and looking more uh, at the details so they can start to work on the specific things. Often it is, it happens to be mental for sure. Great stuff, Jeff. And you've also, uh, as we mentioned earlier, written a fantastic book, uh, you know, has tons of five-star reviews on Amazon called The Best Tennis of Your Life, 50 Mental Strategies for Fearless Performance. And um, if you were to pick one of these strategies that you think has really impacted players uh, the most or, you know, one of the most, what, what would you, uh, you know, what would you, you pick? Which one would you pick? Mm. It's a, it's a good one. I mean, well, I, I think that um, the one that, that players, athletes often um, appreciate the most, whether it was the Fearless Tennis audio or the book, the, um, the, the idea, I think we can all get so swept away in wanting to do well, wanting to win, not lose, protecting our, protecting our ego, et cetera. And when we come back to gratitude and appreciating what we're doing, um, you know, I, I recently just played a 40 national and yeah, I'm 50 and I, I ended up winning it two weeks ago. And, yes. and well, thank you. And I, but I, you know, the thing that was um, so powerful again for me was just appreciating being there. I love being down in La Jolla and, and so forth. But I think as we, whether it's, you know, age and getting older, but even many of the juniors I work with, the idea of having fun and, and, and enjoying what they're doing and coming back to mastery and in working on these specific goals over and above whether the ball's in or out by an inch, whether over and above whether they win that game or not, but that, that players go on the court with these specific goals and, and having the context be really enjoying com- competition, really being grateful for running and hitting a ball and being able to choose where they hit the ball and and hitting it basically on their terms and i think gratitude and appreciation appreciation can really help players execute what they want to do and not get swept away in ego and and fear of um the consequences and so i'd say the gratitude aspect is certainly a very big part of what i help players tap into and then getting very um, very committed to to their goals and sticking to them as best they can uh, to fight back against this hugely result oriented culture and mind that we have. So, right, fantastic advice, Jeff. I mean, it's all about enjoying the process rather than focusing on the results. And I've I've heard this numerous times. It just be you know shifting your perspective, which again, this is what Clay Thompson's theme in his podcast was. Just being grateful for the opportunities you have uh, in playing this wonderful game and, you know, competing and having your health with you is uh, really going to carry you a long way in, in the sport and in, in your success. Um, you know, again, you've learned so much. And along the way, um, I'm wondering if uh, maybe there's other books besides yours, of, your great book, of course, that you have really impacted your philosophy on uh, the mental aspect of tennis. So, um, you know, I've read a number over the years, obviously, and there's different, different things I like about different books. I mean, Jim Lear was somebody I worked with and, and really admire and, and his work has been so, so helpful and, um, putting mental, the mental game on the map even more than it was. 
um, powerful engagement. Great, great book. Um, I really like Jim's work. Um, Dan Millman, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, that impacted me, I'd say, early on. Um, uh, you know, I certainly like Agassiz's book and Brad Gilbert and how Brad uh, worked and approached Andre's game and helped Andre actually tactically as well as mentally, including getting him in the great, you know, greatest shape of, of his life. And but but so Brad Gilbert had some really great um, ideas in, in shifting Andre's approach to the game. So I really appreciated um, those conversations in the book that they talked about and. Um, uh, you know, I tend to go very deep with this stuff and, you know, man's search for meaning was, was, uh, one that really impacted me. And in terms of, again, just how we, you know, how deep we can all dig and, um, finding our best and, and not succumbing to the circumstances, not, which of course was a, you know, I mean, a completely different scenario we're talking about in terms of context and life and death. I mean, but when you look at, performance, whether you're a surgeon, a pilot, an athlete, um, uh, you know, uh, a Navy SEAL, like the depths of, uh, that you need to find when you're in competition and you're, and you're, you're trying to win. We talked about process and it's in, <laughs> to appreciate the process, but we also can want to win and want to get the job done. And there's a balance, but we have to dig and find that, strength, that tenacity, that belief. And so all of those things are, you know, you can find in a, in books, as I mentioned. Um, uh, so I'm sure there's more and I have some on my website that, uh, that I talk about. Um, but, uh, you know, those are definitely some, some books that, uh, that really have stood out actually the more recently, uh, mindset by Carol Dweck, and that's become huge on the whole growth mindset which is now, you know, infiltrated government and, you know, academic, academia. So uh, mindset's great in terms of the process and how to, you know, go about developing yourself over and above, um, you know, um, just the outcome. So those are a few books I, I like. That's wonderful, Jeff. I appreciate, um, you know, those additional resources that we can check out as well as I really highly encourage everybody to check out uh, Jeff's website at jeffhgreenwald.com where you can check out all of his products and you know he's just a, an amazing resource and person to uh, to contact in this area and, and talk about the mental game. Um, yeah, Jeff, I know you have to go, but uh, I just want to ask you one last question, which is uh, what is one key tip that you can give our audience uh, that you can think will really uh, accelerate their improvement uh, of their tennis games? Uh, the one that I that that I really like and continues to come back as a real winner um, is, you know, again this 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 tendency to overthink and analyze and when you when you actually um, physically feel your feet on the ground between points um, for about three to five seconds, you cannot have a thought. So if you try, those of you listening at home, if you if you feel your feet walking, you know this concept of mindfulness. You literally cannot have a thought. In fact, try to have a thought, put a thought in your mind, um, like, oh, God, I'm not playing well today, or, okay, go to the backhand, or, what, you know, don't lose this match. Any of those negative thoughts that might come up, and then literally drop your attention down into your feet. You can also drop your mind into your core. It's called centering. But when you do that, notice that you, it's impossible to have a thought at the same time. And that 
is a radical concept and a tool that you can use to get out of your head, to stop overthinking and really get back to feeling your body and trusting yourself. So that's wonderful. That good yeah. Thank you so much for that actionable, actionable con uh, content and uh, advice. So where can we find you, Jeff? Um, well, I'm based in Northern California here in Marin over the, over the Golden Gate Bridge, but um, certainly um, my website's a great place to, to, to find some um, information and, and also contact me if, if uh, folks are interested in that. And um, so I think the website's probably the best way to go. So. Great. Great. JeffHGreenwell.com. Uh, Jeff, uh, just kudos to you for everything you're doing for the sport and for helping so many players. And also, you know, you're still playing, still kicking butt. I mean, I, I saw you play a Challenger event, I think, a few years ago, which uh, is, just, you know, it's incredible to see that. So, um, you know, again, kudos and thanks so much for being uh, on the podcast. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's been great to be here. Thank be you. Be well. Thank you, too. Bye. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Jeff Greenwald. Uh, he had a lot of fantastic tips and advice for us uh, regarding the mental game of tennis. And I hope you all uh, visit his website at uh, jeffhgreenwald.com. Uh, I'd also really appreciate it if you guys would subscribe to the Tennis Files podcast. Uh, you can do that through uh, whichever app you're using to listen to the show, or you can go to tennisfiles.com slash iTunes, and then you can subscribe there. I also would just like to leave you with a quote uh, in honor of President's Day today. Uh, I have one from Thomas Jefferson, and he said, Nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. Nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. I really love that quote. All right, everybody. I really appreciate you listening uh, to the show, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files podcast. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.